everybody. This is Just Sold with Brent McIntosh of the McIntosh Group at Remax River City. My name is Bryn Griffiths, and joining us, as always, is Brent McIntosh. How are you doing today? I'm fantastic. How are you, Bryn? Very good, thank you. You know, a few weeks ago, we were talking about uh, you need a lawyer and that kind of stuff. And then we were also talking about getting properties inspected and that kind of stuff. But you found somebody who does this. What you ask for, you get on our podcast. Yes, I have found us a great home inspector that can perhaps answer some of the questions we might have of why you might need a home inspection. And that's Craig Wagner from Platinum Home Inspections. Craig, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, as you said, my name is Craig. Uh, I own uh, Platinum Home Inspections. Uh, I started that uh, back in uh, 2012, so eight years ago. Um, I serve the Edmonton uh, and surrounding area, and uh, I inspect everything uh, residential, right from one-bedroom condos all the way up to, uh, you know, massive uh, acreage properties as well. Have you kept track of how many home inspections you've done since you just started? Under, just under 3,000. It was uh, like wow. 2,970 as of this morning. So Awesome. So uh, you are more than qualified. To, to inspect a home and, and, and to be on our podcast. <laughs> so thank you for joining us. Yeah. Um, let's just say a buyer's made an offer on a home and they put in a condition of home inspection. Why do they need a home inspection? Well, when you purchase a home, it's uh, likely the biggest investment you're ever going to make, right? So uh, you also need to invest in a home inspection from an experienced professional, you know, to avoid uh, costly surprises when you move in. Um, there's rarely going to be a perfect home, and uh, what uh, I can discover at a home inspection save you thousands or even tens of thousands of dollars. Um, even brand new homes can have significant deficiencies, so it's always important to have a home inspection no matter what you're buying. You know, I've always wondered this. When I'm selling a home, what's the first thing the inspector is going to look for? Do you start at one spot and uh, go from there? Is it a pretty, uh, you've got a pretty intensive checklist? Yeah, it, you know, you, uh, over the years, you develop uh, what works best for you, uh, best procedure, you know. Uh, so I, I always start on the outside. I get there a bit early just to kind of get uh, get things rolling and get a head start for everyone. Um, you know, I inspect uh, everything on the outside from the foundation all the way up to the roof, everything in between. Um, I, uh, this year I got a drone, so uh, roof surfaces that uh, aren't readily accessible, I can get up there, you know, with my camera and, uh, and check things out. And then you make your way inside the property, and this is you're not actually taking apart most of the items of the home. This is a visual home inspection, correct? Yeah, it's visual. You know, uh, some of the things I do kind of take apart, you know, electrical panel covers, it's important to look right inside. Uh, you can discover, you know, several safety issues in an electrical panel. Uh, you know, the cover on the furnace, you know, I'll try and get a look at the heat exchanger, things like that uh, are very important. But yeah, typically it's just kind of a visual thing. Um, yeah. What equipment? You told us about our, your drone. What other equipment do you show up to the home inspection with? Um, so I've got a thermal imaging camera. Um, that will help me find things uh, like moisture, heat loss, um, you know, heating system, uh, cooling system uh, deficiencies and, and things like that. And, and every house is obviously different. And I'm sure you find different problems at each property. Is there something that seems to be the most common things in properties that fail, like time after time, that you see most common? 
Uh, fail. Yeah. Like uh, when the buyer decides not to purchase a property, a lot of times it's, uh, you know, a moisture related issue. Um, if I find moisture in the basement, those can be costly things to, uh, to rectify, um, which could scare people away. Uh, that's probably the most common things that would fail property or, you know, structural things obviously can be uh, very costly as well. Okay. Well, how about things that you find in house after house that might not kill the deal perhaps where, yeah. where the buyer doesn't want to, the buyer still wants to proceed, but maybe that problem is fixable. Um, a lot of electrical issues. Uh, people seem to think they can uh, do their own electrical work, which can be very dangerous. And uh, uh, probably four out of 10 homes has some kind of electrical you know, deficiencies of some kind where the homeowner caused it themselves. Mm-hmm. Like, wh- like, wh- like what? I'm curious to know. Is it they're doing their own wiring? Yeah, doing their own wiring, you know, not pulling permits, things like that. Uh, you know, you always, you should use a professional, especially when it comes to electrical. And, uh, and what about plumbing? Because that's another big issue on the house. Uh, is that something that will typically fail very often in a home inspection? Yeah, there's always uh, a chance of, find, you know, finding leaks. Uh, things like that. Uh, a lot of times the homeowners aren't even aware of it. Um, you know, hidden things that I find with the thermal imaging camera. Yeah, it comes up quite often. A lot of plumbing issues as well. Yeah, and, and so obviously one of the things about hiring a, a home inspector like yourself is that you get to see so many properties and you get to see if this is something common or not common on properties when you do 3,000 home inspections, which is quite impressive, I might say. Um, there, let's talk. keep talking about plumbing. Because there is an issue, especially here in Edmonton, with houses built in the mid '90s with Poly B plumbing. Maybe you can break that down and tell people a little bit about that. Yeah, so Poly B uh, is short for polybutylene plumbing. Um, it was the first uh, uh, style of flexible plumbing. Uh, over the years, they found issues with uh, uh, degradation of, of the plumbing. Uh, you know, with chlorine contact. Uh, some of the fittings they were using were faulty. So um, home insurance companies, uh, a lot of them are, are having issues insuring even with this type of plumbing. Um, to be honest, in my eight years, I haven't seen um, uh, Holy B plumbing actually failing at an inspection, but, um, you know, it's, it's the, uh, the reputation it has, you know, a lot of it due to other areas of the country where it's failing more uh, more prominently. So it seems to be failing in, in a lot warmer climates than Edmonton more than Edmonton. But I, I think that the, you can tell me if I'm wrong, but maybe that the, they're thinking that eventually that those will fail. But I understand that when you get down into Arizona or Nevada, they have a lot more problems with it than here in Canada. Yeah, that's right. Any, any areas where it's hot, uh, a lot of the times down there, they're installing the plumbing up in an attic, you know, in a, in a hot attic. Uh, this material was also apparently stored out in the sun, in some areas, which, uh, you know, the UV broke down the material as well, shortening the lifespan of it. So, yeah, heat and light, definitely not a, a friend of Poly B. Hey, Craig, I have to ask, when you take a look at the exterior of any uh, building or property and you see a few little things that might be red flags, does that increase the intensity of you looking even a little deeper than you normally would? Or do you just basically yeah. just uh, take it as it comes? Yeah, for sure. I mean, if I see a crack in a foundation, you know, on the outside, you know, vertical cracks are very common, probably, you know, 
30% of homes have some kind of vertical cracking, which isn't typically structural, but then it, it uh, you know, it forces me to look on the inside. Okay. Is this crack leaking? There is potential for that, obviously. Um, anytime you have a penetration, you know, in the foundation where the water is going to be sitting. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll spend some extra time, you know, looking for, for water related issues. You had mentioned it earlier, but let's talk about inspecting a brand new house. And a lot of people think that I don't need to get a home inspection on a brand new house because I get a one year warranty from the builder. Um, but maybe you can give us some examples of some of the things that you've found in brand new houses that maybe the builder missed. Right. So, um, yeah, like you say, uh, brand new homes can have issues too. I've found, I've found structural issues in brand new homes. Um, water penetration with my thermal camera, missing insulation in a wall, um, you know, probably 20 square feet of missing insulation in a wall, missing insulation in an attic. Uh, you know, a lot of these things could be things that people won't find within the one year period or, you know, at all until they go to sell and, and have an inspection done on, on what they're selling. So uh, always a good idea. I've had probably in eight years, about a half dozen clients, you know, um, uh, choose a different home after an inspection on a brand new home just because of deficiencies. So now while we're talking about selling a home, if I was just living in a home, it sounds like it's a good idea to get an inspection done anyway, just to see where your house is at. Is Or am I misreading this, you guys? No, I've actually done uh, quite a few uh, pre-listing inspections um, over the years. Um, a list of deficiency seller can be quite beneficial. I mean, just because you live in the home doesn't mean you know everything about it. Um, deficiencies can be hidden. Um, it gives uh, the seller a good opportunity to, to fix things up a bit. Um, you know, uh, negotiations after the inspection, a lot of times can turn out in the buyer's favor because they're going to want, uh, you know, X amount of dollars to fix something, which might be, you know, kind of safety cushion added in there. But the seller can fix it themselves. It could save them a lot of money and hassle. Um, you know, a bigger deficiency list could, could uh, scare the buyers away entirely. So, it's also a good idea to have an inspection on a, you know, pre-listing property. Yeah. And, and you're really good at that as, as we recommend you to some of our sellers, especially with those properties that we think there might be a problem and, and it'd be way better to address it before we start marketing it. Um, you'd also mentioned, obviously you inspect houses and condos, acreages, industrial. Tell us, uh, I'm buying a condo and essentially the condo board is responsible for the exterior of the property, why would I need you? Why should I hire you to inspect a condominium? A uh, condo, say as a, an apartment condo, it can have deficiencies as well. Um, examples, appliances. Um, I do test all the appliances. Um, I've had condos where there's, you know, one or two appliances that don't work. Um, you know, a new dishwasher, fridge, stove, you're looking at, you know, a thousand bucks or more. Um, that right there can, can save you money on, on your property. Um, I found, uh, electrical issues, you know, water damage, all those kinds of things, even though the, the board is responsible for exterior, there's a lot to, to go wrong on the inside as well. And when you're done the inspection, how does the client get your report? So the report uh, is delivered the same day, um, it's an electronic report, um, you know, some inspectors out there still, believe it or not, are using a, a clipboard, uh, pencil and paper. Um, mine includes pictures, videos when uh, necessary. 
Um, like I say, with uh, within the same day, sometimes even a couple hours after the inspection. And and you've been really great about giving your phone number and that your clients can call you anytime after the inspection if they've got questions later on. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, for as long as they own their home, if they have any uh, questions, maintenance-related questions, if they you know want a list of qualified contractors, I work with several as well that that uh, that I can give them a list. Um, anything like that, yeah. For as you know, as long as they own their home. We've been talking about this uh, a few times when we get people like yourselves on this podcast about the craziest stuff that you've had to deal with. That's a bit of a head shaker. Have you ever had any really bizarre stories happen when you're inspecting a property? Uh, a, f- a few <laughs> bizarre stories. Uh, yeah, there was one property I inspected and uh, you could tell the place had almost burnt down. Um, inside the attic was, was totally charred. I don't even know how it was holding up our snow in the wintertime. It was almost burnt right through and they just kind of re-roofed over it and tried to, to cover it up. But, uh, that's probably the weirdest thing I've seen, um, as far as a home inspection. Well, Craig, you know that you're my go-to home inspectors and I appreciate the job you do. And, and I can tell you that uh, having a, a home inspector that you trust as a real estate agent is really important um, as you're a very good communicator with our clients. I, I, I always tell the story, and, and it wasn't Craig who said this, but years and years ago, 20-some years ago, one of my first transactions, and I, I wasn't a very busy real estate agent at the time, and, and believe you me, I needed the money. Uh, the, the home inspector felt so bad, because uh, he, he, but he did the right thing. He killed the deal. And his line to our client was, was this, he said, I wouldn't walk away from this deal. I would run. <laughs> and, and, uh, that house, uh, unfortunately was, had major structural issues. And of course I'm very happy that we didn't purchase that house because that client bought something else. But, uh, you're our last line of defense to make sure that the people who are buying their investment are, are not going to be wasting their money and buying something that's going to give them problems later on. Yeah, that's right. Also, there's got to be an element of fun involved here and a challenge every time you go out to a property because you don't do 3,000 of these unless uh, unless you're living it and, and really enjoying it, and it looks like you do. I do, yeah. I love it. Yeah, I look forward to every day. Every day is a new uh, puzzle to put together and uh, different different home. You see all kinds of crazy stuff out there. What's the one well, common thing? What's the one common thing that you see? One common thing? Oh, that's tough. Probably grading issues, I guess. Uh, You know, the outside of the home, especially on older homes. Pretty much every older home, the yard sloping towards the home. Water is dangerous. It's uh, it's the enemy of any home. So that's probably the most common thing. I I was wondering if that's what you're going to say, because you're never satisfied with grade. I've never seen you be happy with the grade of a house. You're, You're so hard on the grade. Yeah, well, it can, it can cause so much damage. You get uh, all that water against the, the home, you know, uh, soil pressure can cause cracks, can cause all kinds of damage and moisture issues. So I think it's the cheapest thing to fix. I mean, what is what is a bit of dirt cost, right? Yeah, but why don't people think of that stuff, Craig? Well, they just become complacent. If it's not broke, don't fix it. You know, yeah. they don't see the issues that can come up. And it, it takes, you know, it can take years to, to cause an issue with grading. But uh, once it's done, it's done. It's can be very expensive. And, and a, a couple of weeks ago, Bryn and I were talking about things to upgrade and, and to keep up the maintenance of explaining that uh, to the people, especially if they're there with you during the home inspection about um, how to uh, 
lengthen the, the time of life for the hot water tank or where the water shutoff is or, or electrical panel, the things that we, we real estate agents don't necessarily point out when we're looking at the house. Yeah, well, it's also important, uh, you know, uh, especially at first time home buyers, you know, to go through all the maintenance. Um, a lot of people can live in their home for 20 years. They might know how to change a furnace filter, but, you know, some of the other tips I can give can, like you say, uh, extend the life of expensive components. So, Definitely. Well, Craig, thanks for joining us. How do people get a hold of you if they need a home inspection? Yeah, best way to get a hold of me is a text or phone call. Uh, my number is 780-940-0287. That's the best way to get a hold of me. And, uh, yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Hey, that's uh, that's it for the time. It went by really, really quick. Brent, let's also tell people how they can get a hold of you. You can reach out to our team at 780-464-0075 or search us out on the web at macintoshgroup.ca if you have any questions about the market or if you're looking for a complimentary market evaluation, we are always available for that. Guys, thanks for your time today, and thanks to everybody for tuning in. I'm Brent Griffiths. He's Brent McIntosh, and we'll see you next time.